Public Hearing, an Auburn City News podcast brought to you by the Auburn Plainsman. I'm Elizabeth Hurley, Community Editor for the Plainsman. And I'm Evan Mealins, Assistant Community Editor for the Plainsman. Well, Elizabeth, how you doing? I'm good. How are you? Uh, I'm pretty good. You know, it's uh, been a, it hasn't been too bad a week. No, no, it yeah. hasn't. And now we're over that bye week, so mm-hmm. now... Now there's more Auburn football this weekend. It's away, but, you know, it's okay. We'll take what we can get. (laughs) So this week was a council week. So for this episode, we're going to talk about uh, what happened, what was decided, and kind of what you can expect for the next council meeting on November 5th. Yeah. Um, So to give everyone a recap of how things work on the podcast, uh, we discuss city council happenings following a city council meeting. And council meetings are held on the first and third Tuesdays of the month. On Weeks Without a Council Meeting, we'll have a guest from the community on um, to kind of talk about what they do. Yeah. Last week we had Mayor Ron Anders, and it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Enjoyed so that. next week we'll have somebody new. Mm-hmm. But let's go ahead and get into the agenda. Uh, but before we even get to the actual agenda, during um, the mayor and council communications portion of the meeting, the city of Auburn actually received a special distinction. Yeah. So Auburn was named a Purple Heart City by the Purple Heart Department of Alabama. This designation is given in honor and recognition of veterans who have been wounded or killed in service. Um, And the award was presented by a Purple Heart recipient, which was actually a pretty cool thing. Yeah. Van Daughtry presented the award to the city and brought along a statement from the Purple Heart Department of Alabama to thank the city for their decision to become a Purple Heart city. Yeah, I just think that's a a really neat thing Mm -hmm. to see. Um, I think it's great that the city was awarded that. Yeah. Um, so following this, there were a few appointments to different city boards, uh, like the Parks and Recreation Advisory Board, things like that. Mm-hmm. A couple of other different things. But then next, um, one of the main things on the consent agenda, which as we talked about um, in our last council episode, those are things that the council takes one swift vote on to approve all of the things listed. So one of the things in the cons- consent agenda was a tax abatement for a company called ID Plastics which will be establishing a new plastics manufacturing um, facility in Auburn. Governor Ivey actually announced that news on Monday, and this company's decision to come to Auburn and build their first, I believe it's their first U.S. facility, is kind of a big deal. Yeah, I definitely think that's a big deal. And you're right, it is going to be their first manufacturing operation in the States. And um, as far as economic development goes, Governor Ivey said that this is expected to create around 50 jobs in the area in the next three years. Wow, that's pretty significant. Yeah. And for those of you that are wondering uh, why the council is um, giving this company a tax abatement, which a tax abatement is um, available to qualified new and expanding industries for non-educational taxes on equipment and building for a period of up to 10 years. So this tax abatement is an elimination or reduction in taxes for a small period of time. Um, this isn't uncommon, no. I would say. I, I think the last big one um, went to Briggs and Stratton when they um, expanded their facility in Auburn. Mm-hmm. The city um, expanded their tax abatement. And so what this means is they will pay a small or limited number of taxes, but this does not include any taxes that go to schools. Yeah. So no education taxes are eliminated, but other things are. And it's kind of as a way to, you know, encourage them. This is not just an uncommon thing for Auburn, Mm -hmm. but it's common all over the country. Yeah, it's common like everywhere you go. Yeah, I see it as kind of a transaction between the city and the Mm -hmm. company. The city is offering lower taxes because the company is bringing a lot of jobs, um, a lot of money flowing through the community, things like that. 
Um, it's a tool that the city can use to recruit successful businesses, things like that. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, hey, recruiting that one got them 50 jobs within yeah, the city. For so sure. it's great. Well, that was kind of the main thing on the consent agenda. Uh, there were some contracts, purchases, easements like we talked about in our last um on our last podcast, those are kind of just common things that happen mm-hmm. every council meeting. But uh, following the vote on the consent agenda, there was actually an agreement that the city reached with uh, Point Broadband in Opelika. Point Broadband is the provider of cable services in Opelika, and the city of Auburn is going to allow Point Broadband to now offer um, its services in parts of the city. So what you're saying is like instead of AT&T or Charter or another service provider, some residents might be able to get their internet or phone or cable TV from this provider? Yeah. So um, this was actually um, kind of an ordinance, and it, um, it required unanimous consent, which was met. So now they will start to kind of move their way into the city. Mm-hmm. Um, I know it seems a little different. Yeah. Uh, this is not <laughs> something we are used to in Auburn. We're used to, I think, most places around here have charter. Charter, or- yeah. I think that's kind of a common one around here, especially among students, I know. For sure. Um, but yeah, so yeah. that should be interesting to see. Yeah. Because Opelika actually also had their own power services for um a long time. But last year they kinda did away with that. Okay. I didn't know that. That's yeah, neat. They, yeah. Opelika's got a lot of its own stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so then there were also a couple of zoning related ordinances and um just kind of to preface all of those, any zoning-related ordinance, whether it's a rezoning or an annexation or anything, requires a public hearing. So each of these are handled separately and each have a separate vote. And uh, council has to open a public hearing and listen to comments before they can take a vote. Mm -hmm. But so uh, one of the first ones was, well, actually it was a few items, (laughs) were related to an assisted living facility off of Sanford Avenue located near Glen, kind of the corner there near Glen Avenue. Yeah, so the first step was to have part of the land zoned to a planned development district instead of its current zoning, which is a comprehensive development district. Um, This required public hearing, like you said, um, because it's a zoning change. I gotta say, things went pretty smoothly with this, and it was passed. Yeah. Yeah. So then the next step, this was kind of a two-prong issue, so the zoning of that specific piece of land was changed from comprehensive development to a planned development district. So now we've got this planned development district and they want to put an assisted living facility there. But assisted living facilities are only uh, permitted there on a conditional use basis, which means um, all conditional uses have to be approved on a case-by-case basis by the planning commission and the council. So the zoning ordinance says you can possibly have these types of things there, but you have to bring it before the council if you want to put it there. They have to approve this specific thing. And so an assisted living facility is one of those things for a planned development district. Okay. So once the planned development district was approved, then next the, they come back up right afterwards because it was approved the planned development yeah. district. Okay, now we want to put an assisted living facility there, which is totally fine, totally normal. So then council had to vote on, are we going to allow an assisted living facility to go in this now zoned planned development district? And since it's a zoning change, had to, um, or I guess a zoning-related item, had to bring, had to open a public hearing. Wasn't really a lot of chatter. No. So it was a, it was close a public hearing, easy approval from there. So the project is now set to move forward since it received the approval it needed to actually put an assisted living facility there. 
Another big zoning-related ordinance the council voted on was about a piece of land on Cox Road near Exit 50 on I-85. Yeah, so this stirred up, I'd say, a little bit more commotion Mm -hmm. (laughs) than the first zoning issue. Um, This piece of land was actually annexed into the city in 1985, and it was zoned rural, which is usually what things are zoned when they get annexed into the city. Um, And it's mainly surrounded by large lots of about three to four acres on three sides, and then Cox Road is on its fourth side. Uh, The Planning Commission uh, recommended approval of this rezoning. Uh, It met all the requirements that the Planning Commission looks at. So the Planning Commission recommended approval, and so now it moves on into the council, which is kind of where we're picking this up. Council Mm -hmm. has to decide to approve it or not. Okay. And there were a number of people that did speak up during the hearing for this issue. Mm -hmm. Several council members spoke up as well. Uh, Council members said this piece of land was brought before them about two years ago to be rezoned, and then it was denied rezoning. Um, council member Beth Witten, she said that she remembers they denied it two years ago because they, they agreed it wasn't the right time to do it. She said she thought now was a more appropriate time. Yeah, when all was said and done, uh, the rezoning, uh, after a lot of public comment, uh, the rezoning was approved by a 5-3 to three vote with council member uh, Brett Smith abstaining from the vote. Uh, Council members Tommy Dawson, Kelly Griswold, and Connie Fitch-Taylor were um, those three nay votes. Yeah. And, you know, that wasn't the only zoning issue to raise tensions in the council chambers. Certainly not. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Council members also heard conditional use approvals for academic detached dwelling units, or ADDUs, um, on Canton Avenue. Yes. So (laughs) to give a little background on the ADDU, um, this has been... I guess, a topic for almost over a year, close to a year, I'd say, um, where these are, generally speaking, five-bedroom, five-bath houses intended for student use and student living that have kind that first kind of popped up near Canton Avenue um, and on Fraser Street. And so these were, these look like houses, and when they were first built, they were built as single-family units because- We did not have such a thing as an ADDU. Um, As soon as they started popping up um, as these single-family houses, there wasn't much council or anyone could do to not approve them because they were popping up in traditionally non-student areas. Um, Since there was no zoning or anything that would prevent anything like this because it was just a single-family house because that's all it could be classified as, they had to be approved. Yeah. Um, immediately, the city got to work on creating a zoning ordinance that would specifically regulate these types of things that were these type of these five bedroom, five bath meant for student living, but yep. looked like single family houses. Uh, we, so they created the ADDU ordinance that passed in the spring. And so now we actually have an ordinance that regulates ADDUs. And so they are permitted by conditional use uh, a on Canton Avenue. And so like we were saying before, conditional use means that every time you want to build something in this specific list, it has to come before the council. And so in this particular zone, ADDUs are permitted conditionally. So here it comes before the council for them to decide, do we want to let an ADDU be built here? And there's two of them. Yeah, there's two of those on uh, Canton Avenue, like, like we were talking about. The council voted seven to two against the ADDUs. So that means the two houses, as they were presented to the council and classified as ADDUs, were not permitted. But this doesn't mean this is the last we're going to hear of a development on those two spots along Canton Avenue. 
The developer could present new plans to the city that may reclassify the developments on the property, which would trigger new votes that may or may not involve the council, depending on what the development is classified as. Ultimately, it's just a wait-and-see situation. And the same goes for the private dormitory along Armstrong Street the council heard Tuesday night. The council decided to table this issue until their next meeting, November 5th, so that they had time to get more information from city staff. You can follow along with the Plainsman for more coverage of this topic in our weekly print edition, our website, and our podcast. Well, that's about it for today, I think, Evan. Um, I hope all of our listeners uh, learned a little bit more about what happened at council this week and what's going on in our community. Yeah. Uh, You know, I think this week's meeting displayed a lot of different issues that the city is working on, as well as a lot of good things that are happening to the city. Yeah. Yeah, I think so, too. I'm looking forward to next week's episode where we'll feature a special guest from our community. I'd like to thank Weagle and Grayson Moyer for allowing us to borrow their studio. You can find our podcast and some of the other Plainsman podcasts on Apple Podcasts as well as SoundCloud. I'm Elizabeth Hurley. And I'm Evan Meelans. Thanks for listening and be sure to subscribe to the Auburn Plainsman's network of podcasts. Join us next week for the next episode of Public Hearing.